This is Voice Notes to Friends. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Voice Notes to Friends. It's F. I'm alive and well. <laughs> I feel a lot better. Um, still recovering, I guess. And I did the, I don't know if anyone's interested, but I did, did the COVID test. And but I still I'm waiting for my results, but I don't think it is because I've recovered like super quickly. But I guess it varies from yeah, one person to the other. Depends. Anyways, enough enough about my sickness. Hi, <laughs> today we're gonna talk about as a follow up the second big hot belik in life, uh, kids. So you know after marriage, kids. Yeah, and you, uh, then you get even when you get a first kid, it's always like. The second, when maybe a fee, ach, or whatever, it's never ending. Yeah, and then you pass past the, what is it called? I don't know what it's called. Pass like the stick, you know, like in a relay to your kids, and then they start getting out there, and then it's just like never ending. We're, you can't escape it. Yeah, the baton exactly. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Before we before we get into it, I guess how are you today, T? Doing really well. We're back to recording on uh, Saturday morning, so that's uh, yes. <laughs> that's fun. Um, didn't sleep well, but yeah, it's, it's all right. Same. Do you think it's to do the with full the moon. full moon? Yeah, dude. Yeah? I think so. But you know, also, can we briefly? Uh, no, you go, you go. Yeah, so full moon for sure. And I always get affected by the full moon. Always, always. Yeah, I feel uh, the same. But also because of the dogs in my house. and It's like <laughs> having kids, literally. Yeah. Uh, on the full moon I was talking to a friend yesterday and we were just talking he was like oh do you believe in that and I don't necessarily believe or I don't know enough to believe or not believe about like astrology and like rising signs and whatever mm-hmm. stuff like that but I feel like stuff like the full moon it affects the tide right yeah, like in the up, ocean if and it the affects sea. So water like, why wouldn't it affect yeah me? in terms of like everyone gets affected I'm not saying a specific full moon affects me and you yeah. differently because we have different star signs I'm just saying like it's like a big the moon's not, I was just gonna, I was gonna say it's a planet, but you know, like, it's like a big object Yeah. that then affects, like, a big planet, and we're on it, and, and like, that Yeah, w- would it fall so, under yeah. astrology, or, like, metaphysics, or something? Whatever, I'm either way. That, I'm not that, like, if it's, if it's metaphysical, then, like, I'm super, de- like, in Mohim, I do feel the, the moon. I feel it, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I always can't sleep, so I guess, I don't know. Maybe we can do an experiment. Maybe we can talk about this. Maybe. In another episode. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's yeah. like, every time there's a full moon, you kind of turn into a werewolf. It's kind of yeah, a joke. Like, I, find I lose everyone. it. No, but I, I remember when I was younger, I would notice like, every time I would notice everyone's like, um, cranky for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Um, and then I'd be like, is it a full moon? And it would be a full moon. But mm-hmm. that was like, obviously my memories from childhood are super like, not accurate. So possible yeah. that it's not true but who knows so yeah you want to get into it yes let's get into it um, oh before we get into kids actually we, we yeah. are we just want to say we're obviously not parents so um a lot of what we're gonna be talking about is like ideally what we would like to be doing or like to be seeing in the world uh but we don't know how it would be when we're actually parents um so that's one also not trying to put mm-hmm. down any parents out there it's like it can truly be one of the most selfless acts and hats off to all the parents there specifically the moms single working all types of moms and i guess single dads as well but not mm-hmm. to glorify the single dad because yeah. i feel like they're always going like oh my god it's a single dad like 
yeah, yeah. dude but there's single moms too and it's fucking tough yeah but it's yeah and it's also generally uh it's just difficult even if even if it's difficult being a parent and being responsible yeah. effectively for someone else's life so even if you're part of if you're like co-parenting together or not together mm-hmm. uh you know have all the help in the world just in general parenting is feat. very hard and everyone has an opinion on it so i guess I don't know. I guess this is just about having kids. And through that, we talk about parenting, but it's not necessarily like, oh, this is how you should parent. Yeah, Obviously, no. it's not that. We don't want to like, ugh, we don't want to mansplain parenting yeah. to parents or anything like that. But also, uh, so one thing I want to say is like, I don't know why women are expected to be good moms, whatever good mom is, right, to each person. Yeah. But then like when you see a good dad or whatever, um it's like wow he's so dreamy wow amazing and it's like why why is there all this glorification towards men when they're yeah i don't know no i don't get it so i i told you i think i told you like this a little bit about it at work where i work now and this is like my first okay i'm not gonna get into the details technically this is my first real job like out of uni proper Mm full-time and i work in finance and uh a lot of people uh take paternity leave i say a lot but like a lot compared to what i expected or from my Mm. background growing up and i even i was like wow he's taking paternity leave like so impressed but it's like yeah of course why wouldn't he he decided to make another human with someone else why wouldn't he be there while she's like while his wife or or partner is on maternity leave and you're expected to take maternity leave but the paternity leave is like an anomaly Right? Yeah, I swear. Oh, yeah, I wanted to tell you this story, actually. So my uh, one of my aunts works in the US. Uh, she works in um, finance. Mm-hmm. And she's, um, she's, she has like, she has this analyst like working for her or whatever. Um, or not, not even an analyst, but basically someone that like works for her, but like, he's quite senior. And, um, and like, she's just, for the long like for like a few months like he was just coming into work like really um tired and like just sleepy and like drinking loads of coffee you know like really Mm -hmm. really looked like out of it kind of and like it's like exhausted and and she was like what's up like is everything okay at home and he's like uh, and they work really long hours already and he's like yeah but um what my wife just had a baby basically Mm -hmm. and and as soon as I walk in the door, that's it. She doesn't do anything for the kid. Yeah. So, like, she will only look after the kid for the X amount of hours that I am it's at like work. Shifts. But Yeah, and literally, like, if they cry, anything happens, She she's like, I carried the baby for nine months. That's it. For the next nine months, you're going to be doing, Show like, up. the majority yeah. of the... Yeah, and, like, taking time off from work so she can go off and do her own thing and stuff like that. So... So yeah, I thought I thought that was a really good. I did, like never really thought about like every. It's like I suppose taken for granted that you're gonna carry the baby for nine months mm-hmm. because physically they can't. But also, okay, well if you do actually want to have a kid, let's talk about it and agree who's doing what. Yeah. And then if it works for me, then we can do it because like I don't know, people just expect women to do everything. I feel in life, this is one of those things. Yeah, we'll get into like the roles. Yeah, um, in the household, I guess um later but also i just want to touch on um something because i I was having this conversation kind of more or less with a friend of mine at the mall 
Okay. Yeah. And we were standing in line to enter a store because of like COVID and one of Shea, that's mm. four people at a time. So we're standing in line, we're third in line. First in line, these two women, um, teenagers or whatever, they look like they're in college. And then there's a man, single, alone or whatever. And then us. And then we were about like marriage and kids. And I was like, why is it that this is expected to be a duty? Like even in religion or whatever, like this is my duty um, when it's not in my opinion, right? Um, mm. Why is this my, it's not my duty to bring kids into this world. And then I was like, are there like-minded people? Which again, we're going to talk about later. And the guy yeah. was super into the conversation apparently like i couldn't see him but my friend was like the dude was super into it he was like looking yeah. and like commenting in his head like you could see it in his eyes and then he left the line like he got bored of being in line for this long to enter a fucking store so he just left but yeah. then it was just the two women and and me and her and religion and you could see that these women were so offended by what really? we were saying I started, what the fuck are you talking about? And and it's very clear that these are the women who are like, yeah, we love babies and, you know, we yeah. want to bring babies into this world. Fair yeah. enough, dude. I'm not telling you not to. I'm yeah. just saying respect that I don't want to. Yeah, no, I know that this religion thing I never really knew about, Aslan, until I was at university and I had this friend. Um, he was Somali and, and, I mean, he still is Somalian, but, like, he was... Uh, <laughs> He was my like uni friend, and uh, he was married. And I think a lot of like Somalis in London get married. I mean, I don't want to generalize, but I, it is like quite mm. g- normal, common. prevalent for, for yeah, common uh, for them to get married quite young. Uh, I'm talking like Muslims, so mm-hmm. because for for like for the reason of like, I guess. I don't know, I suppose as opposed to like having a girlfriend and stuff and like just starting a family and like, I guess that's a big part of religion for them. And I can't remember the exact wording, but he, cause I, we were talking and he was like, why don't you get married and stuff? Mm. And I was like, it's not really something that I'm into, especially when I was at uni, I was like much younger. Like I, I didn't really, it wasn't on my radar at all, at all. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to. He's like, no, there's so many benefits, got into the benefits, whatever. And then started talking about kids. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want kids actually. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, بس دورنا على الأرض نحن نكمل حاجة I can't oh, yeah. remember but there's a there's an Arabic like there's a famous Arabic yeah, line for it but I'm like do you like I'm at, this is a genuine question now do you actually think that's true I feel like there's too many people right and like don't like yeah. just a yes or no answer because I really really want to get into it later yeah. where we've kind of like scheduled it but what do you think I don't think that's a problem anymore um in terms of having more kids, like needing to have more, more yeah, the population like to increase the population and whatever. I yeah, don't like feel like that's a, a need right now anymore. Yeah, right? Yeah. Continuity, like oh, there's I enough. خلاص, في, في كتير yeah. قوي في العالم. Not in yeah. terms of like, uh, you know what, why don't we just get into it? Okay, because it fits in okay, nicely fine, with what we'll we're... Get, yeah, so, <laughs> we'll so, so just for people to understand, first of all, let me just recap. Um, from last week, uh, sorry, two weeks ago, we said we, uh, um, so I'm down for marriage, uh, F isn't. Uh, kids were both in the no zone, B- but you know it's like a maybe one day we'll change our minds, but it's like a no. Yeah. Okay, we don't. So want it's kids. like for a marriage, me, it's like no, maybe. Like I'm between the no and like the mm-hmm. maybe, uh, like no but open to it, and then for kids, no, but who knows if I'll change my mind. Yeah. So leaning more towards no than marriage, kind of. Yeah. 
So um, we usually end up writing like notes or points that we kind of want to you know, yeah. get into. So one of the points is, is it selfish to have kids right now? And I, you know, be selfish and selfless reasons for wanting and not wanting kids. Okay. Yeah. So what is, for example, a selfless reason in wanting or for wanting kids? Obviously, it's a lifetime commitment. Obviously, you know when you're going to have a baby, you're going to take care of this child for the rest of its life. But more why or less. is that selfless? Why is that a selfless reason? I don't know, because I feel like it's like you're giving up that freedom, right? Some people are, are willing to give up that freedom. But why? No one asked you to. Like, that's what I don't uh, get. No, I'm, like, I'm saying maybe this is why people are, uh, assume that it's selfless. And I feel like oh, I, mean, yeah, I did yeah, research. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, but I'm committing to this person. This is yeah. selfless. No, once you've had a kid, it's obviously selfless. But it's like... Is that the... Pr- th- that's not the reason to have it. Yeah, like, yeah. had you been more thoughtful before having yeah. a child, then it wouldn't be selfless, yeah. in my opinion. But, like, I don't know. And then some people say, like, you know... Um, it's selfish because I want to ha- give them a fulfilling life. I want to bring a child into this world that's going to have a good life. I mean, ideally, yes, but and ideally, you want this person to be successful in the future. But like, how do you really know? You can't. I mean, you can only control so like as so many variables. You know what I mean? You don't really know what kind of life you're going to give this person. Um, yeah, I think I think like now that you've like said it out loud, I guess. I don't actually think having kids is selfless at all. I think parenthood is super, like, can be super selfless. Mm-hmm. Like, w- once you're a parent. But I don't think the decision to have children is, if that yeah. makes sense. Yes. It can't be selfless because it's, like, not selfless. Yeah. <laughs> at Par- least, like, I from like, my yeah. perspective. I agree with you. It's the parenting that can be selfless and not the reason yeah. for having kids, right? So yeah, then, exactly. how, uh, for me... Okay, Basaraha, I had initially not written anything in terms of be how selfless it is to want to want kids because I was like I, I don't see any selflessness yeah, in exactly. it. It's selfish yeah. in every sense of the word from what I've seen people say when I ask them why do you want kids, right? So, yeah. and here are the reasons, right? So, how are you selfish in wanting kids? They go like, "Oh, you know the legacy." First of all, your children are not your legacy. I'm sorry. They're really not. Number two, they say, oh, don't you want like a mini version of me roaming around? It's a version of me and my partner. Yes, I get it. I get it. But also that's that's selfish. You just want to see yourself and this other person's baby roaming around. Okay. I don't know. I just don't. It doesn't sink in well with me. Um, Another reason is you want to feel love. You know, you want to you want to have purpose. Um, Why is a kid supposed to do that for you? Um, and then you want someone to take care of you when you're older. You don't want to be lonely again. Why is that, you know, something that's expected <laughs> from this yeah. child that you're bringing into this world, right? Yeah. So but then hmm. I just like sorry on that. Like I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like on a human level, I completely get that and empathize with that, and yes. even want that on some level. This is just us rationalizing, and like I get that. We, I guess. I'll, I'll speak for you, but like, correct me if I'm mm. wrong. We get that. Like, if you rationalize anything in life, if you rationalize this podcast, yes. our friendship, what's the point? So it's this is like a very cynical view. We get that, but I guess it'll be more apparent when we get into the reasons why having kids is not ideal right now, in our opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's like if 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 the world was like perfect and stuff, yeah, then all of these things are not too bad, you know. But it's just the fact that there, for me personally, it's the fact that there are a lot of cons. Yeah. You know, like wanting a legacy through a child, as long as you don't 
you know mold them into your whatever you think your legacy mm-hmm. is going to be is fine having a mini version of yourself that's actually one of the reasons why I would want to I like love myself a lot like I really mm-hmm. think I'm a cool person yeah <laughs> so like one of the reasons and I and I like would think my partner is also a cool person I mean I do but like you know mm-hmm. in, in general so like I feel like a combination of me and them would be a cool person to have around and yeah. hang out with like all of that is true would I want to feel love yes my mom talks about love for a child all the time and mm-hmm. it sounds like an amazing thing to feel yeah I feel like I would love them to death like I would like absolutely like love mm-hmm. them so much and we do like cool stuff together um not necessarily I, I don't I don't think I want anyone to take care of me. Like, I've thought about this a lot. Mm. But, like, obviously, you don't know how life's going to end up and blah, blah, blah. They might have to, so fine. Um, And not to be lonely. Yeah, I mean, it's nice. Like, family is the best because they're always, like, around and stuff. So, yeah, I like, on a human level, I think we all, like, we get that and we agree with it. But that shouldn't be the sole purpose. You know what I mean? It has to be conscious. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like, those are all, like, pros but not reasons yes they're pros to having kids but not reasons yes Yes, exactly so how is it selfish to not want kids okay so for me personally um i can't imagine like right now at least (laughs) again that's also why i don't (laughs) want to get like having a kid will completely upend my life in a way like it's a complete paradigm shift you know what i mean definitely everything changes i don't want that I said this, someone said this to me and I was like, oh God, it really like cemented my decision I felt. And then I like, I was talking to my friends from work yesterday and we were all talking about like kids and whatever. And then I said it and you could see their faces like Mm. changed. And I don't know, I want to look at your face. You know, you could only go on vacation during school holidays. Really? Yeah, because your kids are in school. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Right, exactly. Can I you imagine? Anyway, <laughs> imagine. I can't just you do things. You can't I go to Coachella, Masada. Imagine one year you're like, Kolos, I'm going to Coachella this year. You wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess mean, you could leave I, you them could, with like... With your grand, But you know what I mean? Mom, like, man. generally, it's just not like the easiest thing in the world. There'd be a lot of like logistical planning around like having to do something. Yeah, like you that. can't just like go to dinner. You can't just go take a weekend, you know, go somewhere. Yeah. It's It's just, I don't know. Not bad necessarily, but yeah, it's just different. And I'm not ready for that kind of different. Um, Another thing, again, just for me, and I'm sure a lot of women out there, the idea of like being pregnant, um, like the whole what happens to your body, childbirth. I'm not talking about like stretch marks. No, fuck it. It's fine. It's just everything about it. You know, it's not easy carrying a child. And and you can have there's so many complications that can occur. I don't know. I don't know. And then through childbirth, there's a lot of trauma that's stored in your body. I don't think a lot of people talk about this, but it's true. Yeah. Okay, like imagine what happens like you fucking gave birth like from a tiny thing, like a human just like went through it. You know what I mean? Through your vagina, yeah. Annie. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. And then for for other people, I really hope that's not the case for me. If I were to have children, you're expected huh, after this traumatic childbirth which might not be traumatic, but for your body, it is traumatic, right? Yeah. Um, you're expected to be the one who stays home and takes care of this baby. And here you go. Yeah. This is another trauma. And then yeah. this could also create postpartum depression, which is totally normal to yeah, have. I'm so scared of postpartum. I'm so scared of postpartum. Because like, like you said, like you just went through all of that. And then you're, it's, it's like, to me, it's like getting kicked while you're down, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, I I don't know. I mean, like, mental health in general, like, very close to my heart. So, like, and depression specifically. So, like, postpartum, I don't know. It makes me, like, so scared. Like, I'm so scared of it. And, like, 
so feel for women that get postpartum. Yeah, yeah, I completely understand, Danny. So yeah. that's, f- in my opinion, selfish and not wanting kids. Um, so how is it selfless to not want kids? Okay, here we go. In the environment, okay, yeah. overpopulation already. Yeah. Um, environment in terms of like resources are gonna end. I don't think the Earth's resources can end, but there's already like so much, and we're emitting so many, like greenhouse gases like there's so much going on in the world yeah. with but whatever we have that's like selfish uh, sorry like imagine you were to have kids from that perspective it's selfish for the people already on the planet because you're mm-hmm. like you're like making the environment worse for them people mm-hmm. that already exist but for me on that point specifically i am like i'm basically hoping to like leave the planet before mars you know just like die basically i didn't want to say die but like i'm hoping my life comes to an end before shit hits the fan oh because like we like i don't want to be there for the floods and the fires Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff so i don't know and like even i do this like you think it's not gonna happen because it's such a bad crazy thing but it is gonna happen all the science is point i mean i hope we find Mm -hmm. a solution beforehand but like just saying just just wanted to clarify that it's like not only self selfless ish oh it's not only selfish to do it because of the people here it's mm, like it's mm. for everyone like you're not making like bringing a child into this world in the state that it is i don't understand how it could be a, sel- a selfless thing right you know what i mean given the circumstances given the circumstances mm-hmm. of the world as it is today yeah i don't know and just think of it like already like i look at this generation i'm like whoa like khara dude and then yeah but are we playing god though like when we say stuff like that do you just bring people into the world and then because like look a lot of like i don't i mean like i've had a really 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 blessed and privileged life so i can't really talk about like oh well i made it through blah blah blah. but i mean like i've I've had like things in my life have happened Mm -hmm. and i've recovered from it and i guess that is what life is so it's like are we wanting to bring them into a perfect world that doesn't exist because that's not what life is about i i don't know i don't know either what do you think i don't don't know know. my main (laughs) issue though like regardless of like environment and overpopulation My main thing is I don't want to traumatize a kid. Okay. And it's like, but can I not? I mean, obviously that's going to happen, right? They're going to get fucked up. But it's like, how many variables can I control for them Mm. to not be fucked up? But then also that's on me. Like, how much have I healed in myself? Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is one one reason to have a kid, I guess, is ending uh, generational trauma. Yes, it has to end with you. yeah, but if it ends with you and you end like your lineage, no. But it, if it end, if the trauma ends with me and then I have a kid, so then it ended with me and not with my kid. I don't no, want it to end with my kid. But the, uh, that's my point. It's like a s- selflessness to your like ancestors, I mm. guess. And like, if you're doing all this work to heal yourself, do you want it to just be for you and the people that like come into contact with right. you, or do you want to pass on that healing to the next generation, kind of thing? That's a good way of putting it. I don't know. Any, uh, that would both, be right? one reason I would have a kid. That would because I'm like I work so much on like yeah, healing myself and better. What... So I'd be like I want to see like what that would do for someone. No, else. for sure. That's the thing, and you need to be so mindful and so aware. It needs to be a very conscious decision, because everything you say and do consciously and unconsciously affects this child. And I feel like a lot of people 
I feel like they know that, like, you know this already. A brain's child is like a sponge. It soaks up everything. And it's like, you have to be so careful with every single word that you choose, every single adjective, every single behavior. You say something, you have to do it. And I just don't know if... um, I feel like people are mindful and not mindful. Like, people have adult conversations around kids all the time, which is so stupid to me. Yeah, sometimes it's very inappropriate. It's like, what are you doing? Like, when I'm, like, when I was a kid, I remember, like, hearing conversations and Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's because i had anxiety like my entire life but as a kid it was it was just like weird because i couldn't like i was anxious about it i knew this was a bad conversation but i didn't really understand all the things they were talking Mm -hmm. about necessarily if it was like a relationship thing or like a conflict thing or like someone did something bad, you know, like something. And I just didn't, I couldn't, I didn't have the tools, but I had all this anxiety because I could yeah. tell from the tones, from their body language, from certain words that were being used that, oh, this person is bad. But then that person is like, mm. I don't know. This is just purely, for example, sake, like my cousin that we play with. And when we see them in real life, we're all smiley. But then when they're not there, we're not smiley. So, I, you mm. know, like, but this is just, uh, it wasn't my cousin. This, <laughs> it was just like a random example. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking now, obviously, our childhoods mold us. But also, I'm just thinking, like, about Arab parents. I'm, like, generalizing. Yeah. You cannot tell them how to parent. They get so offended. Yeah. But everyone, I think it's because... I think it's because every... Like, I read a lot about, like, women I follow on Instagram. People give a lot of unsolicited advice, mm. especially to mothers. Mm-hmm. And, like, mothers are already, like, so overwhelmed because of everything we've just talked about. Yeah. And then you get someone being like, oh, by the way, you should brush your kid's hair like this or something dumb. Like, who gives a shit yeah. how she brushes her kid's right. hair? No, when I'm saying this stuff, like how to parent, I don't mean in terms of like, yeah, brushing hair, kalamda. I'm yeah. talking about like, hey, with the conversations. Like, yeah, just some... No, 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 but yeah. everything. I mean, like, but it's yeah, like everything. about everything. They just... But, but even the conversations, I don't... I don't know. I get what you're, I think I get what you're saying because I, I, there are so many times, Masan, with my sister, when I'm like, why don't you do this or like something like this? Mm. Um, and then I'm like, I'm such a dick. Like, sorry, but like, she's the one that has to be around her daughter 24 yeah. hours. My niece is like three. Mm-hmm. So she's like in her terrible twos. I think they last for two years yeah. from one year to two or something <laughs> like that. And she can be, I don't want to use bad words because she's like a three-year-old. But you know what I mean? She yeah. can be difficult sometimes, like any child. Mm-hmm. Um, but but she's also like an literally an angel and the funniest, sweetest kid, mm-hmm. like most of the time. But like I say most of the time, I'm not around her 24-7. I'm sure like getting her ready for school, you know, like that kind of stuff yes. is difficult. So for me to then be like, hey, why are you talking to her like that? Like, no, of course my sister shouldn't talk to her like that, whatever that way is. Or like shouldn't snap, Masala. Yeah. But it's like she's snapping because she's been difficult for four hours. And I've just seen like 10 minutes of that. And I'm like, oh, you're so impatient. Mm-hmm. It can be that. Yeah, it can I get be difficult you. Because you're not there. I, yeah. What I do, though, is when I see like some like a post on Instagram, of something interesting about children and like parenting or like an article, I'll send it to her. Just be like, Bizarre. you know, just like casual. Like I'm not like. I'm not like saying you should do it's and I don't do it like it's not like she'll yell at her mess and I'll send an article right away Mm-mm. it's not it's just in general like hey this is like a, a nice educational piece which I do for every, I do it I do it for like like I'll send you something or you'll send me something about like 
I don't know, educating ourselves about like sexuality and health, yeah, you know, whatever. So yeah. it's just like, it's just, oh, I don't know. I like learning. So no, it's good I, to send people I agree stuff with, like that. I agree with this, right? So it's on unsolicited opinion, right? It's yeah. just like, hey, let's be more informed, right? Let's yeah, more educate yeah, exactly. ourselves. Yeah. Because um, this happened, I mean, my mom uh, and I and my other siblings, Yanni, um, she has a great relationship with us. Like it's, mm. it's, we're very open. We're very understanding. Yeah. Um, I do, we talk about things that maybe others wouldn't, I don't know. But um, it's very understanding. And it's funny when her friends criticize her for being so open with us. And it's like, yeah. you know, yeah. don't come and give my mom unsolicited advice. And they'd be yeah. talking like about how you should parent and how you should do this, how you should do that. And it's like, dude, no. No, you know, and yeah. you're here giving unsolicited advice, and it's like you have no idea what your kids are doing. In moment, it's like a whole thing. I completely understand. No, but understand. that's my point. Where's the line, though? You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard to find that line. And I, I don't know if it's hard or not, actually. I'm just giving an, an outsider's opinion. But um, yeah, I find it's the same with my mom. If anyone. Oh, God. I always want to, like say who these people are to give color to the situation but i don't want to say because i don't want to give up too much in case like someone i know is listening to this as well but basically like people will be like say something you know like that mm-hmm. and i'm like actually like i'd rather like on the on the being open thing like mm-hmm. what what is she supposed to do like am i supposed to like it's i'm not not gonna do this stuff i am always gonna do this stuff so am i supposed to just like lie to her are we supposed to just not talk not you know so it's sometimes it is like that so that's why i'm also conscious because you know you never think you're wrong when you're doing something so maybe Mm. i'm like doing that to my sister for example i don't know Mm. yeah another question i have for you is is it selfish to bring a child into this world without the resources to give it a, a good life and what is a good life so okay we always like so like money is a big thing to me in life i'm not gonna lie and i but i i don't want to say like it's a big thing because like most of the stuff i do with my family my parents and stuff doesn't actually involve spending any money or like it's not about fancy vacations like the best things is just like being here and like having breakfast together Mm -hmm. in my flat in London, for example. But then, okay, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, it would be naive to ignore the fact that this flat is paid for by money. And like, if I didn't have money, I wouldn't be in London in the first place. I couldn't have afforded university. My dad, like my dad paid for that. And like, my parents actually paid for like all of my schooling up until this point and my like rent throughout university and allowance and you know, Mm -hmm. like stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. And like, I don't know, like the bond that my mom and I have through like fashion. Sorry, I know it's a sensitive topic for you, but like, no, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I feel like you have that with your mom too. No, you yeah. go shopping and like, it's just, I'm not saying we wouldn't have had other bonds. I'm just saying it definitely like, I, in my opinion, it would be naive to assume that that doesn't actually play a part in the yeah. way my lifestyle and how my life works so to answer your question it depends it depends on resource mm. it depends like on the amount of resource um i don't know like what what is enough and stuff i don't know just like at the minimum 
which is a very high bar. I'm like just like stressed out thinking about it. I would say the minimum would be what my parents provided me. Yeah, I thought that was good. But saying that, I think, no, I can't even. Because like I was going to say, like, I feel like growing up, I don't know, just the way my life worked out. Obviously, (laughs) my education got more and more expensive. So it's something Mm -hmm. I could work up to. But even the base level was still a reason like even like where I went to like kindergarten school like I it that never changed it was always like my dad always kind of provided that baseline and just so happened that my university was more expensive because like being in Egypt versus being in the UK you know like that kind of stuff so yeah I don't know that was a really long answer but do you know what I mean it's really hard to answer that question no emotional I think you need to do the healing and the work like the emotional one is much easier for me to answer Mm. Yes, definitely do the healing and the work before you have kids. Financial, it's a sensitive subject, but I think, yes, you Mm. need a base level of being able to provide. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, so when I I wrote this question down and I wanted you to answer, I divided it into either emotional and financial, right? Because usually parents go like, oh, okay, so I have to provide financially for this kid, but also emotionally, I guess. And I feel like a lot of parents, a lot of people feel like if they provide financially best, it's like I'm, you know... They go to the best schools, they go to the, they have the best life, they get whatever they want, blah, blah, blah. But then they don't feed the emotional aspect. Then no, you're just a sponsor. Sorry, you're not really anything but a sponsor, right? But these parents end up thinking that they're good parents, which I'm sure, which 100% they are in the financial sense. But you're a sponsor. You need to feed the emotional aspect of your relationship with your kid as well in order to be considered a good parent, right? Um, Yeah, but But that can take... Do you think that can take different forms? I feel like growing up, and like my mom listens to the podcast now, I've confirmed this with her. So <laughs> sorry, like if this is not accurate, but this is how I view it again through my like skewed childhood memory is that um, uh, my mom used to work, but like I can't imagine my mom would have been able to give me emotional support if I didn't have a full time babysitter growing up, to be very honest. Yeah. So it's not necessarily, it doesn't mean that the mom has to do everything. No, and no, that's not, not it work at all. And, and even if you're not a working mom, it's fine, I think, to have help if obviously if you can like afford it and stuff. Because like if you have, like I find that when my mom has time for herself and she's doing her own stuff growing up from memories. She's a nicer mom and 100%. like a kinder mom and more giving. So I don't think like spending time with like a babysitter hurts at all or anything, in my I, opinion. Yeah, I'm with you because I had the same thing growing up. I had someone yeah. taking care of me. And when my mom would yeah. take care of herself, obviously, if you in anything in life, not just I don't think just in parenthood um, or in being a parent, I mean, if, if you can't, you know, water yourself and water your yeah, own exactly. mind, how are you going to be able to like give water to yeah. other people? Right. So, um, yeah. No, so exactly. It's, it's like that. Yeah, and like, yeah, and she was always there, like for the important stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was always with the babysitter, but you no, know, what very I mean? involved. Was, yeah. Yeah, very, very involved, but uh, just not physically present all of the time because yeah. work or any other obligations, you know, or yeah. just like because she wanted to take time out. That's okay too. Also, emotional in the sense of like, as they grow, you you want your child to feel like they're seen and heard. That's a mm-hmm. very important aspect yeah um and growing the relate like like making sure the relationship evolves i feel like that's something that my mom did really well to be honest like when i was younger she was a lot more strict and uh i kind of had like add growing up so she was like you can't watch tv well i was just like to try and make me like concentrate better and um and she was like you can't eat this like i i didn't had like i sorry i never had like a, a 
like a chip, like a crisp, mm. like Lay's mm-hmm. until I was like 11 or something like crazy like mm. that. Like, so I know that's like super detailed, but like there's stuff that I do appreciate my mom being very strict about. But then like as I grew older, she became more and more flexible. And I think I think I don't know. Again, I don't want to like judge or talk about parenting like I'm an expert. But I think what I've seen is a lot of parents get stuck in one phase yeah. of parenting. And then and then when that doesn't evolve with them that like then the relationship I don't know I guess break breaks down or it's not like as like good as it could have been because fama see mm-hmm. I don't know if you're I'm sure your mom did the same it's like the the older you are I don't know the more it, open yeah it and, becomes more of like a friendly relationship yeah exactly rather exactly. than a parent-child yeah, relationship yeah I think because like in Ar- Arabs especially what I see is that they the parent-child dynamic is there persistently yeah Yeah, it never goes away so yeah i want to talk about just talking about like this stuff uh, financial and and emotional support that you have to provide your child is making me think of um nadine lebeke's film uh that's how it's pronounced Mm -hmm. in arabic written caper now i don't know it's now on netflix which is amazing you can just go watch it have you seen it no i I didn't know it was on netflix maybe i'll watch it today it's so uh, sad just yeah. like oh just, okay maybe I, mean, I will i'm self-isolating so i'm like just home alone i'm already sad about it i don't need like it's, it's maybe next weekend done so well like you can't not cry okay oh. um and the whole premise of the film i'm not gonna spoil it but this is literally what the film's about this kid sues his parents mm-hmm. for being bad parents yeah and he's like uh, the judge asks him, you know, what, what what do you want from your parents? He's like, for them to not have to not bring any more kids into this world. Yeah. It's like, uh, why was I brought into this world if they couldn't take care of me? They couldn't provide le financially, well emotionally. Mm. For why are you bringing kids into this world? Why? Because it's your duty. Mm. This is so selfish, in my opinion, for you to just bring kids mm. into the world f- when you really can't provide an uh, inkling of a decent life for this kid. Hatta lo mafish finances ala alli has this child that they're loved that yeah. they are here for a reason and you couldn't even provide yeah. that for them so ultimately But where is it set? It's set in uh, Lebanon. Yeah, okay. I just yeah. I find mm, yeah. It just needs to be a more <laughs> the whole point is yeah it needs to be a more conscious decision rather than yeah, an irresponsible definitely. one. Yeah, I just feel like conscious again okay i'm gonna like i feel like i'm always playing devil's advocate but conscious of of the like the privilege angle of us here we can be conscious but like i I don't know like this doesn't necessarily apply to lebanon or this movie but this just came to mind when you were talking about it is that like a lot of people in war-torn countries Mm -hmm. will have kids when they can't necessarily emotionally or financially provide for them or even keep them safe but they just have a lot of kids with the like super cynical view that a few of them will die and mm. they need to continue the that nationalities like yeah like it's so like bleak like to talk about stuff like that but some people in some places do that but also do birth control yeah oh yeah no that's like a whole other story i don't think oh uh, yeah a lot of people also like in egypt that's a, such a thing in egypt like mm-hmm. like People can barely afford their first child and then they're... But that's like a lack of education as well. You know, we assume that it's such a given and like, oh, obviously, and it's very obvious. But like, 
not everyone like actually gets taught or we didn't get taught imagine homa they like don't even have access to the resources to research it themselves kind of thing you're right okay so the next thing we want to talk about is adoption uh well the next thing i want to talk about and i want to ask you some questions about it basically um do you would you would you adopt And what do you think, like, what's your view on adoption in general? Okay, so I'm super down for adoption. That's always my, like, go-to. If I'm like, I don't want kids, again, because I don't want to carry the child. Again, I don't know, right? I just don't feel like I want to carry it right now. And I'm like, I could just adopt. You know, there's so many orphans out there that need homes. I mean, especially given that I come from, like, a single-parent household now. You know, my, Mm -hmm. my dad died, and I'm like, alhamdulillah, you know, that I have my parent, my mom, right? Yeah. But imagine there are people who don't have a, any parent. They need yeah. homes. They were given up or whatever. Either both parents died or they were just given up because, you know, shit happens. Um, why don't I take this child in? I really see no... Um, I just don't see anything against it, in my opinion. But then p- other people are like, oh, but you can't... Um, eh, they don't take your last name. And I, we're talking about in the Arab uh, world, mm. Okay. They don't take your last name. Okay, fine. That's that's okay. Um, and it's unfortunate, but uh, that's fine. Oh, uh, type they won't be able to inherit. Um, okay, but can't I write in my will that Fulan inherits? خلاص. Uh, yeah, I don't think. I don't know if I should go into that much detail, but I think I don't know if a lot of people do this. I'm assuming a lot of people do this, but like I know my family has like like a, a will like a legal will that they like writing stuff like they've definitely. already like written so like yeah because i don't know maybe it's a bit dated sorry no offense to anyone a bit dated the whole like like the brother takes blah 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 and you know like the yeah. rules around it so no, i think can that write. could be easily solvable kind of yes it come in what are other reasons against adoption that they're oh i don't know i would say that they're not like, oh they're not yours right yeah they're, they're not, not yours. really <laughs> yours they're not really yours yeah but I mean, I'll make them feel like they're mine. I, if I, especially if I take them when they were a baby, I will probably feel like they're mine. And then people are always talking about the mother instinct. A kid that'll come out with this uh, baby, no? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to like equate dogs with uh, children, but Fallon. I mean, when I got my dog, and he's my dog, okay? Yeah. He's like my child, literally. Yeah. I care for, I love my dog so much. And I'm like, wow, if I love this dog so much and this dog didn't come from me or anything, right? But I just fucking love it so much. How am I going to feel about a baby, right? Yeah. Even if it's not, it didn't come from me. I will love this fucking baby, you know? Because I have the motherly instinct. No, totally. I mean, just to that point specifically, my niece, like I love her so much just because she's a cool girl like it's not yeah. to do with the fact that she's my sister's Zucks. daughter she's just a cool person and she's so sweet and nice and and she's just so smart and amazing and like beautiful also yeah but i try not to tell her that like I, I say it of course but at the end i'm always like you're so smart and funny yeah and so and beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> yeah i don't lead with it that's cool. uh but anyways yeah so uh yeah do, i i totally agree with it? you but i would want to but that would basically like I could just sit here and be like, yeah, I'm all up for adoption because it fixes everything I have against having kids. But mm-hmm. like, yeah. So the main thing for me, I could sit here and be like, oh yeah, I 
don't want to have oh yeah adoption would solve all of my problems and one of the main things is climate change and that really addresses climate change head on because this is a person that's already in the in the universe you know like existing mm-hmm. so i'm not bringing an additional person in but one of the other main things is i don't want to lose my freedom mm-hmm. and so therefore that definitely like it's still a child that you have yeah. so that doesn't help and the trauma part like scaring uh, being sorry being scared to traumatize or whatever them uh I, that also i can still obviously yani, try i can even uh, more so adopted this orphan right this baby yeah. is already traumatized i mean is yeah. already carrying trauma um yeah from its uh, parents because it was given up e- again people are like oh but it doesn't really know no it knows okay i mean babies yeah. no and also like up, even from the womb yeah. yeah 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 and history of addiction and stuff you know like you know how like addiction for example could be passed on yeah. and if that child is adopted like there's all this or mental illness yeah um, there's so much like you know, there's so many stuff, factors yeah. that you don't you can't control for yeah exactly but um i mean that could happen with even your, your own child. Yes. yeah biological children as well so yeah no i mean i'm up for it i think if i wanted to but then i don't know i like i could like even though i'm so like i don't want children mm. well now we're talking about adoption i'm like i get though that i would want to have a person running around that's like half me half someone yeah. else you know like mm. so i get it maybe uh maybe if i were to like have I don't know because I'm like oh maybe if I were to have two children but if I were to have two children one adopted one not adopted would that work would one feel like you know I just I'm an overthinker like which by the way I think is a good thing on this topic yes. like I think when you're having kids or thinking about having yes. kids over rather than under thinking I think a lot of people just do it as a check like a tick box exercise like okay I'm married now I have kids now blah 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 I'm gonna yeah. get a house and you know whatever no so, I, yeah I, I, I agree I think that's a good a good thing to think about not just a next step in life take your time make sure like you've discussed with your partner as well a lot of this stuff cuz oh I think I can't remember I don't think we've touched on this have we oh my quote I was really proud of myself you guys because I got a, <laughs> a Khalil Gibran quote It's funny cuz I had written a, a note just says just saying Khalil Gibran and then um f was adding her parts yeah and i didn't even see it and i was so proud of it now i saw that she added it after she told me she added it i was like it's not a special but still because i feel like you always yeah yeah, but you always bring the (laughs) khadija bronk quote so i was like (laughs) yes finally because i read this like the other day and um i'll just i'll just read the quote and then i'll i'll talk about how it relates i guess so um this is in his up. book uh, on uh, this is in his book the prophet right and um, yeah. it's called on children so it's like Gibran on children and this is the, yeah. what he wrote your children are not your children they're sons and daughters of life's longing for itself they come through you but not from you and though they're with you yet they belong not to you you may give them your love but not your thoughts for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. Mic drop. Yeah, (laughs) that was my third attempt, you guys, by the way. (laughs) Anyways, um, I like every every single sentence Mm -hmm. has a huge, like I can talk about every single sentence for ages, basically. But the reason this really resonates is because I feel like when we talked about the legacy thing at, a little bit mm-hmm. earlier in the conversation, that's f- 
fine to some extent, but without making them what you think your legacy should be. If you want to make something your legacy, go like, I don't know, start a company or build a building Mm -hmm. or something like that. You can't put that kind of like pressure pressure on people, on a person. And I just really, because I feel like, I'm sorry, when I, when people think of like a legacy, it's like this person is, is um, me 2.0. You know, not yeah. even 2.0, not even like an updated version. No, no, no. It's exactly like me. Yeah, you know, it's a clone yeah. of me. And I instilled all my thoughts and all my values in this person. That's fucking impossible. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I totally agree. This is the part about like you may give them your love, but not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can, all you can do with children is love them. And I guess if you even have one, like, this is the thing about, uh, thing about like, thinking about children before having them or, like, about, like, mm-hmm. really planning is that if you even have 1% of what, like, expectation of what you want your kid to turn out like, you shouldn't be having kids. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, obviously, you can wish for them to be, like, kind and smart and, and, and like, loving and, you know, like, all of those good things. Yeah, of course, who doesn't want people, like you know people they love or like their kids to be that way but you can't ultimately it's not in your control so if you're gonna put those expectations on them just don't have them in the first place Mm -hmm. um one thing i think this forces me to do i don't know i really want your opinion on this Hmm. is that it specifically with arab men Mm -hmm. and i guess because my expectation was always to like growing up in this like version of my life where I get married and I have kids and blah 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 I would be with an Arab, an Egyptian man actually right and they're all homophobic sorry Extreme. to generalize no, no, no. again sure. but like I mean I have not met one Arab man that's not even like a little bit homophobic like a little bit like yeah. they always have an underlying like homophobia it's like uh, the minute you're uncomfortable them- around someone who is gay Mesedan, yeah, you're a homophobe yeah exactly and all of them are and then, oh, sorry, generalizing, but, you know, most yeah, of yeah. them are. And then most, like, truly the majority are explicitly very homophobic. So this mm-hmm. is the minority. Like, the, the good, quote-unquote, good minority is the ones that are, like, you can notice that they're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Most of them are actually explicitly, like, homophobic. Anyways, I'm like, you can't control whether your child is gay or not. That's not something you can control. So then it forces me to also, like, this is just one example, but it forces me to, like, to also like think about that when choosing a partner like i need someone mm-hmm. that's accepting and not you know like you just i don't know if that makes no, sense but what for do you think? sure because damon the argument when when you're fighting for or you're, if you're pro lgbtq plus rights right and the whole mm-hmm. community and whatever like adi you know they're like but what if your kid is uh is gay or a lesbian or whatever i'm like Hamili, am i gonna shoot them yanni am i gonna yeah. throw them like, hey, obviously i'm gonna if, fucking love the nothing. kid adi yeah. And yeah, I asked my mom this question actually. I was like, "What if I was like, what if I was not straight? And like, what would you do?" Mm-hmm. And she was like, "She wasn't like us. Like, she wasn't like LGBT pride. You know, yeah. like she's not. She's from a different generation, and she's also more reserved as a person in general. Yeah. But um, she was just like nothing. I just would have moved out of Egypt. I would have taken you and left the country, mm. basically no, at a younger my age. Well. My mom because was like, she was I like, love you.'" Yeah, she was like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a good life for you in Egypt, so you would have just left. But she was like, I definitely wouldn't have stayed and been like, accept my daughter, because that's like, 
you know, a dream world. Mm-hmm. And I would just, we would have just moved out of the country, which I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I love my mom and I know she's like an intelligent woman and a very kind, but I thought, I don't know why I thought she wouldn't, she would like say something else. I thought, but what's she going to say? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, but I just did I don't know. I didn't expect that answer, which I really liked. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's get into, because uh, this ties in very nicely. Actually, no, scratch that. So, uh, so Khalid Gibran says this, right? Basically, mm-hmm. your children are not yours and they're not an extension of you. It's not like you grew a third arm. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. really not the case. Um, and it also ties in with this other guy. Other guy, a guru, basically. <laughs> it's some dude, you know. Um, he's um, His name's Sadhguru. Uh, yeah. And one of his talks um, w- was on like impact theory. And the guy, a segment of the whole conversation was basically about him um, talking about like children and whatever. So the guy asked him, how does he raise his uh, daughter and the whole parenting thing? And Sadhguru said something that I'll like, n- literally, I'll never forget it. He was like, the word raise, huh? Um, yeah. You don't raise, like, when do you use raise? You use the word raise when you're going to say you raise cattle, sheep. You don't raise human beings. You cultivate a human being. You need to give them the space to grow. Every human being is capable of a unique possibility. And you need to have a certain, like, every person has to come to a certain level of maturity within themselves and realize that their children may not look, think, or act like them, right? That's Mm -hmm. how a child is not your legacy and a child is an individual life. And the fear that people have is that, you know, if they don't influence them, then someone else will influence them. But my kid, kid, even if you, regardless of your influence, kid, kid, everyone just gets influenced by so many things. It's not just you. I don't know. I feel like some parents are so naive thinking that if they drill something in their children's minds, that that's it. It's like, dude, no. In Taish, Fa'alam, in Nintabas, whatever you instill in this child, that's it. And that's actually intelligence if they think more. Um, it's like this intrinsic yeah. intelligence that has to find its full potential. Yeah, it's also like what resonates with them, I guess. Like if you're like, I guess if you, you your energies are matching kind of thing. Yeah. So like if you're doing something and they're like vibrating or gravitating mm-hmm. towards it, then they'll pick it up. It's this is a much less like spiritual way, but it's like that quote that goes something like you shouldn't be scared or like, you, you know, parents shouldn't get frustrated or worried that children, their children aren't listening to them. Uh, sometimes mm. but mostly that they're listening to them and watch listening to them like speak in general and watching them all of the time and so they're picking up your habits so all you can really do and honestly I think this applies to everything in life all you can do is work on yourself mm-hmm. and that applies to parenting as well and then have them like what you were saying about the the child's brain being a sponge have them absorb all the good that you're doing and yeah. you know hopefully your values align basically yeah. that's it it's like a it's a gamble i guess at the end of the day i mean it's not a gamble if you are accepting and open to the fact that they might not turn out like you but it is a gamble if mm-hmm. you're expecting that i guess yeah, yeah I, but yeah i totally agree with that the the whole don't drill something because i feel like that tends to have the opposite effect as well and then like just so many cases where like if you're kids then get into trouble they're like oh but my mom like always talks about 
uh, this is so bad, like, people smoking, it's so bad, it's so bad, mm. and I got caught smoking at school, so now, like, you feel like this, this school, like, principal has more power, you know, it's, like, this weird, like, you don't, you know, you want you to be the first person that your child goes to, mm -hmm. and, like, accept them no matter what, mm -hmm. and then, like, you know, be like, okay, well, we'll talk about it at home kind of thing, you don't want them to be at school, like, you know, scared of their teachers, for like a long list of reasons that I'm not going to get into right now because they're like very bad. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just like there's so many trajectories that that could take where it ends up being so much more harmful for the kid. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, um, the main question would be, you know, how many people encourage their kids to not be identified with their family, with politics, with like any prejudices, with any identity, you know, how are you teaching your kid to live fully? Yeah. I think that's the main question. I don't know. That's his point, Kimen. That's the point that he was making. Yeah. Um, which brings me to, right, because this is so difficult. Like, how do you teach your children what and when, right? Like, for example, when it comes to, like, sexuality or drugs. But let's take sexuality, right? Like, it's always put, like, we have to have the sex talk. Okay, you have to teach your children about sex. Some people do, some people don't, right? Have mm -hmm. the sex talk. They completely avoid yeah. it. And they're like, oh, they'll learn about it from somewhere. That's like even worse, I feel. Um, so then it's like, how do you do it? So some people say with the sex talk, it's like you have one big talk, right? At some point in life, you have one big talk. Mm -hmm. But actually, maybe you should be having several talks, um, like depending on the age, right? So when they're younger... I mean, it's never too early, okay? I feel like it's never too early. A lot of articles say it's never too early. So when they're babies, um, babies, sorry, when they're younger, not babies, when they're kids, Yanni, um, you teach them about anatomy, right? Because at some age, when they're like six or something, right? So how do you teach your, your children what, how do you teach your children what, when, right? So for example, when it comes to like sexuality or drugs, and let's take sexuality, because usually like there's always like the sex talk, right? Mm -hmm. And we th keep thinking that it has to be like this one big talk that you have at some point in life with your child and then never again. Okay. But, and then I, I was like doing some research. I was like, do people, how do you, how do people have the sex talk or whatever? Um, so some articles say like, actually you should always be having the talk. Like it's not, you have one talk with Lisna, it's throughout their lives, depending on the age, the conversation evolves basically. Mm -hmm. Right. So when they're younger, like six or whatever, right. You start talking about anatomy. It's like you have this. This is called a vulva. This is a penis. This does that. Like just mm. you and you as a parent, you have to know the basics in order to teach them properly. Okay. Yeah. And then so yeah, it starts early. And then as they grow older, it becomes more about puberty, right? And what mm -hmm. to expect. And then it becomes about sexualization and pleasure when they're teenagers. Kidayani, it just evolves. And so with the more you have like just normal conversations where you are yeah. also relating to your child because you also had that you had questions as well you know what i mean yeah um also when they're younger i think this is just very important when they're toddlers right they touch their private parts and such behavior is very normal curiosity it's not even sexual and that's why though you have to talk about it because you want them to know that this is not something they can do in public or whatever mm. right um, yeah. And then when you talk about sexualization and pleasure when they're older, it's so important because women specifically have to know their rights. Yeah. 
yeah no I, to- I totally agree with you I mean I'm big fan of the extended talk as opposed to the like one-off talk because especially in the Arab world if you do the one-off talk it's going to be before marriage that's generally how it goes mm-hmm. right because you're not allowed to have sex before marriage but why are you not allowed to be informed about something even if the rule I'm doing quotes no one can <laughs> see me but like even if the quote-unquote rule is not to uh, because it doesn't hurt to have more information basically and like Um, what I like right now in Egypt is there's a, I can't remember the name, but I'll try and like, you know, put it on our stories on Instagram when we post this or something. Mm. Um, there's this woman, she does like workshops for parents of young children, how to teach them about, like you were saying about like anatomy and like what is and isn't appropriate, but Mm -hmm. like in a very child friendly way. Cause I think there's been a lot of stuff to come out about, uh, child, uh, sexual abuse. Mm. Uh, from like caretakers and mm-hmm. stuff like that so it's like it's just really important like I'm a big fan of like just knowing more especially I'm not saying like go on all the news outlets and like look at all the shitty things happening in the world but like stuff like you're saying like how does it hurt a child to learn what their like vulva is called or what their penis is called or what it's for like you know that whole uh oh th- I'm so against like where do babies come from oh the right. stork or some shit right. like no it's a normal thing. Like we need to normalize sex a bit more, I think. But yeah. that's I know that's a very specific and you're talking like everything we teach. Yeah, children. yeah. everything. I'm just taking like a specific example. Yeah, but as an example, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that would be good. And um, yeah, like I was saying, I think just having open and honest conversations in general and like your children watching you have honest, uh, uh, open and honest conversations. So let's say like I had kids and me and their dad uh, were talking like just I, th- I feel like if your kids watch you like debate and have different opinions on things and ag- disagree in a civil way it would mm-hmm. encourage them so like if I said let's say for example I say to my kid you're not allowed to try smoking before you're like 18 mm-hmm. and but they've seen me disagree with their dad for example like in a very civil way and he was like okay well I'm gonna do it anyway and I'm like okay I'm gonna disagree and I'm not upset about it you know I'm just like okay this is how I feel then if they want if they were like no look I disagree and I'm gonna try it when I'm 16 I'm like okay well do it with me anyways not with your friends but I feel like that would encourage I don't know if that's how parenting works but I feel like it would be good like when I see my parents discussing topics I feel more comfortable discussing that topic with them but if I know that I've never seen them talk about that I never I would never bring it up because I'm like right. in my head subconsciously it's like an un- something that we don't talk about you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. so I don't know I feel like that would also be like a good way t- to approach it this isn't advice I'm just saying I, th- I feel like this is what I would do you yeah. know I don't really know though yeah we don't know how, how it'll actually happen when when the time comes to it but yeah I just feel like it's more detrimental to avoid conversations like these and I'm assuming like this is how you feel as well like you just need to have these open conversations yeah with and in front of your children yeah Yeah, in front in front i feel like if they see you with your friends like i don't know i don't know like your mom is a very open person and like whenever i talk to her i feel like i want to share more because she's sharing a lot you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because and then if i i feel like like imagine like you and your mom at home talking about something and your kids are around and they always hear you having these conversations they're gonna like jump it's normalized in. yeah yeah and if it's like oh it's like too high like if it goes over their head they're they're gonna like it will probably go over their head you know the first few times 
and they'll just be interested in like playing a game or whatever mm. but then subconsciously like that conversation is happening so when the time comes and they're actually curious they'll feel comfortable to jump in or like open up the conversation again I don't know that's mm. how I think it would work but I don't know so let's get into um you want to get into the mother and the just the roles that we're mm-hmm. expected to <laughs> to have which yeah. are being redefined I feel anyways in Arab societies I mean typically if you're married or as a woman's status and worth and whatever is defined by her role as a mother and as a wife and when you fail to meet these uh, expectations it's like we're a niche right and it's like misunderstood it's like what the fuck's wrong with these women and whatever but more and more successful women right are escaping this traditional stereotype and they feel self-fulfilled beyond the boundaries or beyond the roles of being a mother and a, and a wife right but also just yeah. like Anna, 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 my point is Anna, I'm not going to be expected to be the only one parenting or to be the only one staying home or to be the only one taking maternity. I no, none of these will apply to me. Right. And then I remember telling my mom this and she's like, but T, um, you know, and I was like, yeah, but is a, is a kid if this is the reality of the situation and I'm shy to this reality. Yeah. Then I, I don't. I want no part in it. I was like, the man should be expected to also take paternal leave, مثلاً, and stay home, and he should be the one to wake up in the middle of the night to marry and She's like, yeah, but so a ragel. He tell you, I'm going to have a job. I'm like, ah, but I also have a job. But no one's going to come and the baby will get sick. I don't You know? Yeah. I mean, I think you know that's it's really funny. I think this is where my uh, this is where I started not wanting marriage and kids and then you know my thoughts about it developed and actually have solid reasons for and against now blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. but this is where it started i only saw a specific example of parenting and marriage throughout not like my family but in general that was the yes, only example the that was presented to me so i was like i don't want to give up my life but like it's true that like you can have like a partnership where you both parent and you're both able to live your lives kind of thing yeah and but, i've seen that uh, i yeah. honestly i must say i have seen parents because i feel like we've been so cynical i have seen parents that are truly truly incredible first of all sh- like i love um i have to say like shout out to my mom i'm gonna keep this to the end but like truly i'm so grateful for my mom's parenting and the relationship i have with her but also just other examples in the world. I have seen a few. I'm not going to say many. I have seen quite a few examples but your of mom doesn't, uh, does it, But your mom doesn't apply here, sa? She had to do... And, and it's obviously it's a very different situation. Right, right. Because she had no choice. But at the end of the day, I don't know, because of the generation she's from, would she have been also like the only one doing the majority of the parenting she was not been her situation she was telling me before yeah before she's before like when her. you were a yeah. Ba- yeah when she when, when my dad was uh, you know alive Annie. yeah um as a baby uh he was like no you go she's crying yeah. you go because i have work in the morning yeah. and and it's fine because she dis- she agreed to like you know uh take care of me and stuff but again it's like you need to step up dude yeah exactly that's that's my problem so it's not it's not that the examples of parenting i saw were bad parenting relax that when the moms have to do everything i don't know sometimes it's almost better because the men like in my opinion sometimes have a like 
not no one specific but like have backwards like mm-hmm. ideas about parenting so maybe it's better that the moms are mm-hmm. doing the parenting but it's more that I don't want that for myself mm. even though that might have been the case for in my parents situation and yeah. I I like how I was parented I think I turned out well yeah I just don't want to, that to be my reality I don't want to be the only one parenting when we're in a relationship if we get a divorce after we have kids we should co-parent Fama, that's 100%. my problem it's like, so dude, I only have I this seen. baby. Like, the reason I get pregnant is because you put your seed in me. So, uh, yeah, exactly. you know, you need to show up. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. It's just a weird dynamic. I think it's because it's the way the world has been. So it's like just uh, taken for granted and no, oh, you're going to do most of it or all of it or whatever. But I don't know. So, yeah, parenting is hard. Um, I think, like, the last thing I kind of want to touch on is uh, parentifying your children. Um so what is that parentification is when a child is forced to take on the role of an adult so then you kind of end up feeling like you're a parent to your parent or to your siblings and then you end up feeling like you have to be a caretaker you like you're the emotional support system and whatever and that basically means there are no boundaries and there are different levels to it it's a spectrum so like you know very minor to like extreme (laughs) parentification um, and it can be beneficial, like you t- you feel like you're very responsible. They People who have been parentified tend to feel like they can be caregivers. It's just more natural for them, almost very instinctual because they've been doing it for such a long time, you know. Um, but you also have to find the right balance because like you feel like your maybe childhood was taken away from you or you weren't able to be a co- like fully a child or whatever. Um, so, but, so you do have to find the right balance between like being responsible and having fun, right? Um, and typically people who have been parentified need inner child work um, because they feel like they feel guilty almost for having fun. Um, so my mom and I had this conversation kind of. Uh, and I mean, we had such a beautiful conversation the other day. And uh, she was like, I'm sorry that you had to be put in a situation where you kind of had to be a parent, you know. And it's like, but it's because of the circumstances that we were in. It wasn't like out of choice or whatever. And so I have been slightly parentified. um, But we both acknowledge it and we both like work on it. And this is part of why our relationship is so beautiful and open. You know what I mean? We talk about these things. And um, so, yeah, I I don't know. Sometimes had to like my worth is tied directly to what I can provide. my mom or like my siblings and that means like that depends on like how good I am and like if I'm enough or whatever it's like like, a lot of it is tied so there are some signs that you were parentified as a child that you feel like you had to be responsible at such a young age you feel like you always have to be in control um you feel like uh yeah you just took on responsibilities that were inappropriate kind of for your age um you are very self-reliant which is not necessarily a bad thing I guess it could turn negative maybe but yeah any um you don't remember being a kid you're a caregiver you don't feel like um your efforts are completely appreciated all the time kid if you like you you just google like signs you were parentified as a child and kind of figure out if you were parentified um and again it's levels it's not like it doesn't always have to be like the worst thing in the world but it is a thing and i'm glad that i mean i remember seeing a post on instagram maybe two months ago and i was like whoa this is it yeah do you feel like you were uh, like i don't know how do you how do you feel about the whole parentification thing um 
Okay. Obviously, I my growing up situation was, like, different than yours. Just, like, family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And, like, who was around, who wasn't through life, basically. Yeah. And uh, I think sometimes, I don't know. I don't want to get too into it. But, like, yes, I do think so. But I do think that also it's not... it's. I don't think it was by choice, but I don't think it's only because of life circumstances. I think certain personality types tend to attract mm. that. And then so parents need to be very conscious of not putting that on them because, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say like I'm naturally those things, but who's to say that I'm not natural? I don't think I'm those things because I was parentified as a child. But mm. see, from a very young age, I always wanted to like, be the peacemaker blah 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 blah. and then like I guess it was like a self-fulfilling like thing where I the more I did it yeah the more I the more it was put on me and it's not to say that it was anyone's fault but like sorry by the way my nose is blocked I'm still a little bit sick uh so yeah it's not to say that it's anyone's fault but you know what I mean like it's just sometimes if you gravitate towards a role and your parents I mean I was born in like the mid 90s mm-hmm. so it's like back then people weren't as aware of all this stuff yeah. right so yeah but so. yeah i would say yes but i don't yeah i don't know i don't want to get too into it but yes short answer yeah is yes. short answer is yes again uh, like I, I just listed like signs the, not all signs apply to me just for people yeah. to like kind of figure it out and i know my mom's gonna yeah. listen to this i love you mom um <laughs> very much and i know that this is like this has just had to happen and you're right it is commend the personality i did gravitate towards that like that was my temperament anyways yeah exactly exactly so it's like yeah <laughs> i really want to give more detail but i don't want to but it's okay i'll tell you after basically yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. it's personal stuff that you don't want to share it's totally fine yeah maybe i'll share it if we ever like if we do like a season two mental health like deep dive on specific topics then Mm -hmm. i'll be able to like uh share more kind of yeah sure now i just feel like yeah i was but yeah that's all i love (laughs) i love you mom and dad also (laughs) and yeah i think is there anything else you want to you think you want to add to this uh episode no i think that's it i think we, we covered so this is our longest one yeah it was a lot but i think because there's so much a, yeah it's like a testament to how much thought you need to put into having children before having children because there's so many different angles you can look at it from and there's so many things you should be considering and all of that definitely so yeah i think um maybe next one we can do the we can play we're not really strangers yeah as a as like a conclusion to the season could be a think? conclusion it could be like a bonus because i do have an idea for the conclusion which we'll talk about after after this yeah okay but yeah cool. we're wrapping up for sure it's just like is it the next one or the one after we'll see yeah okay let us know if there's anything that you want to hear before before we take a break i guess yeah all right guys I think that's all we have for for today. Hope you yeah. enjoyed that one. Let us know what you think, how you feel about kids, uh, you, your agreements, disagreements, your additions, whatever thoughts you have on, on the topic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll uh, catch you next week. Yeah. Bye. Catch you next week. Bye. <laughs>